0: Hello and welcome to Lockdown Lease podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano, joined by my co-host, Zoobs. What's going on, pal?
1: Doubleheader weekend, baby. Friday and Saturday, it's as good as it
0: gets. Yes, sir, and uh, we're going to be talking about that. Well, first we're going to chat about this Mitch Marner video, and then a little later we'll do a doubleheader preview talking about Columbus, then Montreal, But uh, yesterday, Mitch provided us with some beautiful content to talk about, which is always (laughs) nice when you have... And that's why we talked about this in one of our preview episodes. There's always stuff to talk about with the Leafs, because it's just, they provide content on a daily basis, whether we're talking about a fourth line center being scratched, or we're talking about uh, uh, some indecency from Austin Matthews, or it's Mitch Marner sending out just a, a an I love Toronto. I'm sorry, and I'm here for the long haul. Heartfelt video, but there's always something to talk about. What were your thoughts on this video? I'm a little on the fence about it.
1: On the fence. I mean, you know, I, I think it's not uh, not the most serious subject matter of all time. It's, it's nice to see, uh, you know, there in the in the height of the Mitch Marner RFA drama, there were people giving out some pretty dumb takes like, uh, oh, he's going to get booed or the fans are going to turn on him or, you know, dumb stuff like that. I didn't think that was ever a possibility. I think it's nice um, that he sort of reinforced his his feelings and we've always known him as a guy that is sort of a semi-local guy and that this was always, from what we'd heard from his, you know, official side of stories, this is always where he wanted to be and there was never any doubt of that. He sort of got caught up a little bit in between the agent uh, wars between the agent and the front office. So, you know, nice to cut through that. Nice to send a direct message. We are in this era of sort of player uh, connection with the fans where they don't have to go through the media. They can straight up have their own, you know, uninterrupted or, or LeBron James's show or the Players' Tribune. You sort of get to sidestep the going through the media as a mouthpiece. So, I think it's in it's sort of in step with the modern way that athletes communicate with their fans, and you know, if, if nothing else, it's a reinforcement that this was his first choice, and he doesn't plan on going anywhere for the next six years at least.
0: Yeah, I, I thought the message was sincere, and I think obviously being like a local kid, it's a hundred percent what he what he meant, what he felt. My problem with the video so much was more the aesthetics. Like, oh yes, it, it was just. Uh, it's just a shot they put a little lapel mic on his shirt and he was just reading off of a piece of paper like i thought it was very like it's just very mickey mouse like they could have done a much better job put a little bit of pizzazz in it maybe do it as a voiceover and then just have him like skating training uh just have some video footage of some sort it was just kind of odd in that sense to me where it just seemed like it was Quickly done in like an hour, and they were just like, "Oh, let's do this, blah blah,", blah and didn't put that much thought into it.
1: Mm, yes, it, it does. It bears mentioning that this wasn't the Maple Leafs organization that put this out. This was no. his own. Yeah. This, so that that is, uh, and that's a point well taken. He, the, the reading right off the paper did make it seem like a like a grade school speech that he was being forced to give. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you there. It wasn't the most high end production i've ever seen could have used a, maybe a maybe a studio maybe a voiceover i agree maybe some better footage but yeah just a guy sitting on a chair outside not not the highest end thing i've ever seen in my life
0: well for a guy who just got paid about 15 million dollars <laughs> not too long ago you think you would have been able to buy some studio time and roll and just roll it off the tongue and have it as a voiceover and then pay somebody to do the effects and have a nice little video but it seems like something that was shot with a cell phone cam and edited with a cell phone, and then just put on social media. I mean, I don't want to rip whoever was editing it, but, you know, th- the message was nice, and it was it was received, and it seems like it was received decently well by, by the rest of the public. What I find funny is, I don't know if you went and t- took a look at the comments, but I was curious what other people were saying, and it seemed like it was kind of split a little bit, where some people thought that it was just cringy as hell. And for the most part, it seemed like it was Toronto fans that thought that it was a little bit cringy, and the rest of the league when i it just seemed like the other fans thought like, "Oh, it's a very nice message for you know one of your star players to to leave your fan base. Oh, it's very nice." But then his actual fans were like, "Oh man, this is ugh. oh
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mike, never read the comments, Mike, come on, you That's gotta true. know better."
0: I didn't write it. If I wrote it, I wouldn't have read the comments. But I could definitely read comments of other people's work because I will not be offended in that case.
1: <laughs> That's fair. And that and listen, that sounds like a fairly accurate representation of our reaction to this as well. We had one, one semi cringy, and one. Uh, you know, you can't take these things too seriously. I, I, I do sort of see. I see where the cringe comes from, but it's not. It's not a franchise alterer in my in my world, and I think. Better than anything, this serves as a closed book. We no longer need to talk about Mitch Marner and his contract. We can just talk about the sweet, sweet passing.
0: Very true. Very true. Um, Well, with that, let's, uh, let's go ahead and move on. Let's talk about this preview and that we will do on the other side. All right, welcome back, folks. Uh, segment two here of the Lockdown Lease podcast, Toronto versus the Columbus Blue Jackets. Once again, I'm Mike DiStefano, joined alongside by the Zoobs. Game two of the season going to be against Columbus. It's going to be their home opener tonight, season opener tonight. The crowd is going to be fired up. What are you expecting out of tonight's game?
1: I think... I think you can expect Columbus to have a chip on their shoulder. I, they're a team that I think a lot of people have, have counted out already because they lost Panarin and they lost Bobrovsky and they, they lost so many big names in the offseason that I, I really feel like this is a team that's going to be galvanized by the fact that they're being overlooked. It's you know they're Obviously, like I said, they've lost some talent, but they have some young, exciting players. Pierre-Luc Dubois is a, is a very exciting player. Um, you know, maybe they're not as deep as they as they could have been, but the blue line is still a, a very strong blue line. Um, but I expect the Maple Leafs to to be able to overcome this. Uh, we we see sort of the early look at line combinations. Spetza and Patan are in, um, and Spets for, for some reason the Spetza and uh, Babcock rivalry continues. Um, so I, I expect Spets to be you know playing. For not for a job, but for an audition to stay in the lineup. So it'll be interesting to see how the bottom half of the Maple Leafs lineup sort of adds up. Um, I you know I, every day we're gonna come to this, and I'm gonna say I expect Austin Matthews to score. But you know that's I understand that's not gonna happen every single day. But um, I, I like on paper. I think the Maple Leafs are a more talented team. I think they're a much deeper team. I think as long as you neutralize that top end of the young talent on. Columbus, it, it should be a, a winnable game. I am interested to see uh, you know, the, the goaltending in the next two days. They're, they're going to have to rotate them some some way. It looks like Anderson is number one tonight. I could be wrong about that. Um, yeah, I saw the I,
0: same. It does look like Anderson's going to get the start here against Columbus, which is something that I did want to chat about, so I'm glad that you brought it up.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, is that the right call? Like, What do you want to start Anderson and... and I mean, we could talk about it a little bit in in the next segment, but wouldn't you want to start Anderson on a fri- on a Saturday night, the first hockey night in Canada, up against the rival, Montreal Canadiens, as opposed to a Friday away game in Columbus?
1: Couldn't agree more. I like, I think it surprises me, but that's the sort of thing that Babs, man, know, it's Babs Babcock, being Babs. Babcock, he likes he likes to give the starter game one of the back to back, no matter what. I, I don't agree. I, I I'm with you. I I would put him in. Against Montreal. But as we saw on opening night, and as we see with this back to back, the sentimental stuff just does not matter to, to Mike Babcock. He just doesn't care.
0: No, not at all. But there are going to be a few lineup changes tonight. It seems like uh, the fourth line is going to be comprised of Nick Patan getting his first game of the season. Freddy Gauthier, who is on pace for 82 goals, we'll see if he can stick on that tonight, will be centering that line and flanked by Jason Spezza, finally getting into the lineup. We knew this was going to happen because they said it was going to happen because he needed another day and a half to work on his penalty killing, um, so he will finally get into the lineup. And then uh, Justin Hall takes out Marty Marinchin, which I thought was a little surprising, but I guess... It's just Babs trying to get everybody in, trying to get everyone some ice time, I suppose. Because uh, I know he likes Marinchin. So taking him out for Justin Hall kind of surprised me a little bit, especially on game two. But Yeah,
1: yeah. I I expected Justin Hall or to, Hall to be scratched for 82 games this year. If we're, being, <laughs> we're being 100.
0: <laughs> oh, Justin Hall is the new Frankie Corrado, Josh Levo, you know, free Hall. Free yeah, Justin Hall. But... Hey man, Babs will be Babs, and he does his thing. Uh, the big difference between this lineup and Ottawa, though, is that you know it's it's certainly going to be more of an evenly matched game. Especially you, you kind of touched on it a moment ago. You look at the t- the top six, and it's definitely a lot more skilled and a lot bigger, faster, bigger, badder, and faster than uh, mm-hmm. than Ottawa's. So I think it's going to be interesting to see. And then on the blue line, they're pretty skilled up top do you think that because everybody is kind of down on them because Duchesne, Panera, Bobrovsky, all of them left, they added Nyquist, so I guess that might have softened the blow a little bit, but do you think that this is a team that has a chip on their shoulder, and considering this is the season opener, you know, a team coached by John Tortorella, who is a fiery human being by nature, is definitely just going to try and come out here and, and shut everybody up and be like, no, we're still a playoff-worthy team. Like, we... We defeated Tampa Bay last year in four games. That's how good this team is. Sure, we lost a couple of superstars, but we still have the foundation that we started with, with Pierre-Luc Dubois, with Cam Atkinson on the back end. They got a couple of studs in Morensky and Seth Jones. Like, How, how do you think that, that psyche will be for this team?
1: I think there's going to be an early storm to weather for sure. I, I think if there's one thing that, Will be a will be a sort of a, a recurring theme this year for me, and has been in in recent recent years. Is I do expect Columbus to come out of the gate in this game really with something to prove. Uh, the first ten minutes, as we saw opening night, and as we've seen a couple times in the last couple of years, can be a little wary. They can the Leafs can sort of be prone to coming into games and looking at it and saying we're the more talented team, and not be pedal to the metal the moment the game starts, that has to be something they avoid because I do expect a hungry Columbus team. I expect them to come out in front of their home fans, riled up, uh, as you said, with a point to prove. So I think that is going to be that the opening part of the game, to not give up an early goal, to, to stay strong off the top, is going to be important because, you know, I think it's going to come down to the fact that the Maple Leafs are a deeper team and eventually that will be a difference but that only that only comes out and that only really matters if you're able to weather those sort of waves of attack that I expect Columbus to bring so you know obviously you can't go 82 and 0 and there's going to be there's going to be drops <laughs> here and there but this is a team they should be able to overpower as well not to the extent of Ottawa but it'll be a nice test sort of for the defensive pairings who looked pretty good against against Ottawa. This will be a nice test to see Rasmus Sandine, Hall, as you mentioned, Cody Ceci. this is this is a chance for these guys to to really take on uh some young, big, strong, skilled forwards.
0: Well not even that, Tyson Berry, see get a get a real look at Tyson Berry against a, a good, solid offense, uh, will be nice to see as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like, according to Daily Faceoff, that Jonas Corpus Salo is going to get the start in net, which kind of upsets me a little bit. I was kind of hoping to see this Elvis Merzlikens kid. He's uh, a guy who <laughs> came up from Lugano in the NLA. Uh, I've heard good things, and I was hoping that I might be able to get a chance to get a look at him tonight, but it doesn't look like it. It looks like it's going to be Jonas Corpus Maybe he'll get lit up like a Christmas tree, and then Merzlikens will be able to come in. And relieve him, and then we'll get to see him there. I don't know. We'll see. Um, lastly, any predictions on the game today?
1: Oh man, you put me on the spot. I, I like. Let's say this. I like Tavares to score today. How about that? It's it's a small one, but I think uh, I think Johnny T pots one a, ta- a, a classic Tavares tap in.
0: Yeah, he's due. He's due. He is due. <laughs> That's not bad. I. I I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna I'll double down on that too. I think Tavares scores and I think it's gonna be a five-one win for Toronto. Oh baby, there we five go. Five-one. That's
1: that's putting it up there. I like that.
0: Goat stays on pace for eighty-two. Let's get it. Let's get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. uh, So tonight, puck drop between Toronto and Columbus, 7 o'clock. Just on the other side, we'll chat Toronto and Montreal. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to the Locked On Leafs podcast. Mike DiCefano alongside my co-host, The Zoobs. And we just got finished chatting about Columbus And then the very next night, our very first back-to-back of the year, we have 14 back-to-backs for the Toronto Maple Leafs on the season. And the first one is between Columbus and Montreal. And that's what we're going to talk about. The first hockey night in Canada, man. I'm super excited for this. It's going to be a fun fun just night of hockey, watching all hockey, not just Toronto, but everybody is going to be in action. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait. And it's Toronto versus Montreal, one of the best rivalries in the game today and for the last little while it seems like these teams haven't been even they've kind of either toronto was really good or montreal was really good and now finally we have two teams that have established themselves as playoff contenders and these games are going to mean something again and they're going to be a lot of fun to watch excited for this one
1: i am Uh, i think you nailed it Where. They've sort of been an imbalance, and I still have Toronto ahead a little bit on on top end talent. But when you look at Montreal's lines, there's something to talk about basically on every line. Like they, they've managed to do a good job of amassing some young talent. They're on the up and up. They're on the rise, and you know there's there's no shifts off against this team anymore. There's there's no real sort of easy matchups. You, you look at the top line: Deneau, Tatar, and Gallagher. Right below them. Uh, Max Domi, Nick Suzuki, really impressed with Suzuki last night. Actually, uh, below that, you, now you're into Jonathan uh, Kotak Kooteniemi. Like, there's a lot of talent spread around here, much better than it used to be. I think, I think maybe the Maple Leafs have a, a slight advantage in, on the defensive pairings, but they're also bringing up someone like uh, Kale Flurry to sort of stabilize that bottom pairing. So, it's it's not a night off. It's not an automatic win. I expect Montreal to be. I mean, this is it. If you're not getting up for Maple Leafs uh, Canadians, then, you know, check your pulse. This is what it's all about when you play on these two teams. So I expect this to be chippy. I would expect Montreal to be fast, to be trying to take advantage of the fact that the Maple Leafs are on a back-to-back. Um, this is a tough one. This is not a, a, a skippable matchup. I think they're going to be in tough on a back-to-back against a team like
0: this. Definitely. And, you know, Montreal, they're coming off of disappointing a disappointing 4-3 shootout loss to Carolina. So they're going to be wanting to come out and try and get their first win of the season. Um, but it's going to be Michael Hutchinson in that. I, we're yeah. like 90% sure as of now, it's going to be Michael Hutchinson in that at least, uh, based on you know what Babs likes to do and based on everything that I've seen. Uh, people are reporting that Anderson is supposed to start tonight, which would mean that Hutchinson is in net for Toronto. And again, I, I just... Like I, I didn't want to talk about it too much when we were talking mm-hmm. about Columbus just because I knew that we were going to get to it in the Montreal segment. But honestly, like this is something that Babcock has the ability. Like It's super easy. It's game three of the year, game two and three. You can easily make that switch to put Hutchinson in net tonight and then put Anderson in net for the big game Saturday night at home against Montreal and he's just so stubborn sometimes. He, he likes what he likes. He does what he does. He doesn't vi- just, he does not come off of it whatsoever. I, it's it's one of the few things about Babcock that really, really annoy me. And this mm-hmm. is one of them. And honestly, it's just like, why? Why, Babs? Why? That's all I want to <laughs> ask him.
1: I know. It's, it's, it is funny to, like, you think back to right before the – franchise took this turnaround step and before they brought Babcock in and, and being like oh man I just wish there was like a I wish we had one of those coaches that was a top-end guy that you could trust every night and now he's here and the little foibles that the, 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 at this many years with having him behind the bench there's certain things that just are gonna drive you nuts and this is one of them I, I he's just stuck in that the starter gets the first game with a back-to-back I guess you know maybe it's similar to the the Spezza opening night thing where maybe he's sort of saying that it means more to the fans to play Canadiens on Saturday night than it does to the actual wins and losses column. But, ah, like just play Anderson against the Canadiens. Like, I don't know. I I feel like we're
0: going crazy. Well, I mean, I personally think that Montreal is a better team than Columbus where it stands right now. So even on both spectrums, when you look at the wins, losses, like, okay, Columbus – is a is you know, it'd be a lot easier to get a win over Columbus, so we might as well. Let's start, let's go ahead and put Hutchinson in that game, and then Montreal yeah, yeah. is going to be a tougher matchup. It's going to be at home Saturday night, a big rivalry. We'll get Anderson in that one. That seems like sound logic to me, and that would make the fans happy, and that allows for four points on a back to backs, like perhaps. How do you not think this way? Why can't you just veer off from from what you do?
1: And if you want to get a step further, you know, one of those games is a divisional game and one of them isn't. Like, there's lots of reasons. Right. Even if you you thought the teams were evenly matched or even if you thought Columbus was the better team, which they aren't, you're looking at an Atlantic Division matchup. It makes no sense to me. Uh, the excuse is going to be you don't. He doesn't want the more tired team in front of his better goalie. That also doesn't make any sense to me. I would want the better goalie in front of a more tired team. Uh, I it's you know it, it's frustrating. It, it, it's frustrating. He's a stubborn guy. Uh, you you got to hope for the best because to me it, it puts them behind the eight ball to be not only on a back to back but to be playing a, a backup goalie in front of a t- behind a tired team. It. it
0: <laughs> well, something that you just said there kind of made me think. Like you said, you know, it's a divisional game, which I was calling it a rivalry, but you're right—a much better term for it—is it's a divisional game. Because this a two points against Montreal is much bigger than two points against Columbus. Like Montreal sure. is a team that you're fighting and scrapping against to try and get yourself a divisional spot to make the playoffs, instead of having to fight in the for a wild card spot. So you want to make sure that you really get those two points over Montreal and you leave them with nothing. You can't leave any points on the table in these divisional games because they could come back to bite you right in the butt in the end. And that's a possibility when you go ahead and and trot out your backup goaltender. And it's not like this is, you know, Yarrow Halak or Darcy Kemper, uh, who's a quality backup goaltender, who's arguably like a a 1B uh, type goalie. You know, it's... Michael Hutchinson, he was in the AHL last year for most of the season. He's not a top-tier backup, which, you know, that's something also that 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 plays into it. I know Toronto really wanted to improve on their, their backup goaltending position so that they could only play Freddie Anderson 55 to 60 games. And they didn't really address it, and now we're sitting here, and it's only game three, and we're already complaining because we got to watch Michael Hutchinson play a Saturday night hockey game against the Montreal Canadiens.
1: It also isn't really fair to Hutchinson. Like, if we're being, like, you know what I mean? He, as the backup goalie, he's already going to be in tough spots all the time. He gets a tougher team. He gets a tired lineup. He gets a big spot. Like, I just, and, and like you said, you know, maybe it's it, it probably isn't, as big a deal as we as Leaf fans make everything out to be. But it just seems like making life harder for yourself than you have to. But there's an easier way out of this than the way they are treating it. Um, so, you know, it, it, it sort of puts an unfair sort of not pressure, but it, it starts off like Hutchinson's season starts off in a very tough spot. Sort of setting the precedent that he's always going to be given the tougher spot. He's always going to be in in a in a difficult situation, and for a backup goalie in a market like this, that's not an easy thing. We we saw last year; it seemed like Sparks was always in a tough spot, and then his confidence got shot, and now he's not even in the NHL right now. It, it it's very hard. It's very hard to imagine this being a great spot for Hutchinson. And I and I feel bad on that end, but. You know, that's the way Babs is. What what else can you really say?
0: Yeah, it is uh, it is frustrating. The term of the night. Frustrating, frustrating, frustrating. But Babs is the man who they pay the big bucks to do it, to make that's these right. decisions. So I guess we'll just have to trust him and hope that we can come away with four out of four points and be 3-0 after the first week of hockey, of the first week of the NHL season.
1: Awesome.
0: Yes. Uh, one last thing. Uh, what are you predicting tonight? Give me a score. You got a or for Saturday night. You got a score. You got a big prediction. What do you got?
1: I think. I think uh, we're going to OT no matter what. I think this is. A, I think this is an OT game. Love it. I'm going to f- stay optimistic. I'm going to stay optimistic. I'm going to say four three Leafs in OT. How About that.
0: I like it. I like it. So I'm going to go. I'm going to build off that. And I'm gonna guess Mitch Marner with the OT winner. Beautiful. That'll be my guess. We're gonna.
1: We're. I'm picking the Leafs to go 82 and 0 on this. Show, <laughs> yeah, <obviously>. Apparently, <laughs> apparently,
0: <laughs> apparently. I mean, it's the first week of the season, man. They haven't shown any reason to not let us think that they're going to win as many hockey games as possible. So
1: yes, we're gonna we're gonna forget the fact that uh, Ron <laughs> Hainsey beat Anderson clean. <laughs> Hey, it was, a, but it was a but
0: it was erased from the record books, so it That's didn't. Right. They cheated. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that is going to do it for us here today in the podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcast platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Leafs. Follow myself at Mickey underscore Mickey underscore Canuck, and follow the Zoobs at the underscore Zoobs. And be sure to check back on Monday. That's when we will be returning, and we'll tee up the Blues game. The Leafs taking on the defending Stanley Cup champions. Should be a goodie. Uh, And that's where we will see you on Monday. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.